All right, it's the night of uh, January 23, 2018. Uh, this morning, they went ahead and announced the uh, Oscar nominations for uh, what number Academy Award is this? The 90th. The 90th Academy Awards, they announced the uh, nominations. We are still going to do our predictions episode like normal, but we are usually saving that for the week before the actual event. So they'll, go, they'll play along with maybe we'll have more background on what we should choose by then. So we got like a month. Um, also, on the Sporters Please podcast for this week, we will have like a segment at the end on the after credits talking about the snubs from the nominations and a little bit more of that. But for this extra stuff, extra spoils episode, uh, we kind of want to focus, or at least I want to kind of focus on specifically the best picture. We'll do like a mini review of each of the nominations for best picture because that's what a lot of people are talking about, really. So um, we'll, we'll cover the ones, the movies that were not, Linked in with best director. Do you feel the same way I do? If you're not nominated for best director, your movie's not gonna win best picture. Yeah, my same thing. And also, I'm one of those people that actually feels like they should they should just fold uh, best director and best picture together. Right. You, you can't have the best director and not have the best. You can't have the best picture and not have the best director. It's just silly. Every time it happens, I think it's happened like a handful of times where it's kind of separate. Last year, it happened last year. It happened last year. Yeah, yeah. La La Land, best director, and then best picture got the moonlight. It's, it's silly. It's stupid. They should full. They should just combine the two categories and stuff like that. I agree. Right? They should yeah. just combine it. But you know, for so for best director, uh, they got Christopher Nolan for Dunkirk, sure. uh, Jordan Peele for Get Out, Greta Gerwig for Lady Bird, uh, Paul Thomas Anderson for Phantom Thread, and Guillermo del Toro for The Shape of Water. Now, before we go over whether they deserve it or not, let's go over the movies that did get. Best director, uh, Nam, and that was uh, Darkest Hour. Oh, call me by your name, which I don't even know who the director is at this point. Uh, some uh, Italian guy. Some Italian guy. Yeah. Uh, wait, I think is he on the list? He's not. No, right? he's not. That's why he's not. Gonna, that's why he's not going to win. The ah, best, best that's picture. disappointing. Because from what I understand, the, 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 he's like a ninety-year-old director or whatever. He's not that old. <laughs> he's not that. I saw when I saw I saw coming by your name and at the art club and afterwards right. they had like a featurette of the making of the movie and whatnot. He's not in his nineties. Yeah, like okay, fifties. I must be thinking of something else. Yeah, seriously, stop it. <laughs> stop it. But yeah, call me by your name. Uh-huh. Uh, beautiful movie. I'll give you that. And yeah, Timothy Chalamet. Shama- Sh- Timothy Chalamet, Chalamet. Really nailed that name. Chalamet, ah. Really. Timothy Chalamet. Yeah, there you I go. think that's the name. Sure, why not? Uh, truly the standout. I guess you really can't call him by his name. By his <laughs> I know, right? Definitely the standout of the movie. And then there's yes. the one scene by Michael Stolberg that really like yes. anchors the whole movie together, even and though Michael Stolberg isn't completely in the movie the whole time. Mm-hmm. But that one scene I, definitely does just anchor him, the movie. Just uh, him, uh, Michael, what's his last name? How do you spell it? Stol- uh, Stolberg, I think. I think what I heard him is Call like, him by your by his name. Yeah, I, I can't. I can't. <laughs> I think what I heard him as far as like best supporting actor nominations is like he's in too many good movies. He's in too many of them. He, I think he diluted his his, uh, his chances. You know what I mean? Call me by your name, Shape of Water, and what was the other one? Uh, Post. He's good in, in all post, of them. Yeah, he was good in all of them. Uh, yeah. But if I was to choose one of the three, it would be uh, Shape of Water. Yeah, yeah. Even though that. that one scene, but uh, arguably his best scene of the whole year was that one scene in "Call yes. Me by Your Name." And the other good thing about "Call Me by by Your Name" is the cinematography and yeah. all that good stuff. Like I said, and, very beautiful film. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know if it deserves to be in the Best Picture nomination. It's not for me. I yeah. think we mentioned we just mentioned this off podcast. I I if you love this movie, you think it's one of the best movies of those years. I respect that. I respect your opinion. I appreciate the movie. I get why you may feel that way. I don't have. A major criticism, you know, because you know how when we criticize movies, we usually look for big plot holes or things that don't, you know, you know what I mean? Right. I, there's nothing like that here. It's just not for me. It's, it's just, just not. not f- you know, yeah. same here. It's just not yeah. for me. Yeah. I appreciate the filmmaking work of it. 
a lot of people go, oh yeah, it, it totally captures the lazy summer. And yeah, it does. It sure it's does. It's a long ass summer. You know, they're really but, lazy. But you know what? It's yeah. been a long time since I had a lazy summer. Yeah. <laughs> so I can really relate. Yeah, I think this is something else we mentioned <laughs> off our podcast. I'll mention it here and stuff like that. It's not the uh, the coming out, the coming of age story, the gay stuff that, that's unrelatable to me. But this is what the movie's asking me to relate. Like I said, I grew up in the 80s. The 80s was never this sexy, was never that beautiful. Yeah. You know what I mean? When I was a little kid, uh, my parents were not very, were not rich. They had to yep. spend, they get to spend an endless summer in in, in an Italian villa. The two parents really loved each other, had a very caring relationship. Yeah. I can't relate to that. Oh, you know? oh we should yeah. say, we're not going to do any spoilers yeah, in, this, in this thing, but yeah. But you know what I'm saying? Yeah. I, I'm not deciding between, you know, I didn't, when I was a kid, I didn't decide between a French, a beautiful French lady and also Army Hammer and stuff like that. You know what I mean? It's just like, I just can't, relate to this movie and that's what movies to me is all about you know what i mean empathy and you know seeing uh somehow your life projected on the movie you know what i mean you know what i mean reflected in the movie and stuff like that i found myself more i identified with you know the the fish love story in the shape of water versus you know call me by your name oh sure sure you know what i mean it's just not for me you know uh, I mean? yeah, for for me, uh, the reason why I can't completely relate, besides what Jamie already pointed out, it's pretty <laughs> much rich white people problems, right? Yeah. Um, for me, it was actually the romance. I thought a lot of people are saying, "Oh, this one, the most romantic movies ever seen." Mm-hmm. Sure, if you feel that way, fine, great, power, more power to you. For me, I thought it was a more of a romanticized idea of a romance because mm-hmm. it was. It's the, the point of view is from Timothy Chalamet's character. Yeah. And you don't really get to see much of Army Harmon's point of view, and that kind of dilutes the romance, as far as I'm concerned, because I like romantic movies where you get to see both partners uh, in part of the occasion. And also for me, when it comes to romance, it should be uh, a certain sense of sacrifice. It should be a certain sense of of uh, uh, you know, just, I don't know. There's something missing about it. You know what I mean? Yeah. Maybe sacrifice is not the right word, but there should be a certain sense of consequence. Because it seemed like at the end, well, of there's movie, some consequence, but you know. But yeah, you know, it seems like in the movie everybody's okay. Everybody's fine. You know what I mean? He went, you know, <laughs> well, one, one person went one person went one direction. Hey, one, no spoilers. One, I know, no but one person has a whole life to uh, to live. Uh, the rest, you know, the rest of life. You know what I mean? It's just the beginning of it. You know what I mean? Right, right. Yeah, yeah. It, it, it's beautiful. Like I said, there's some great moments. There's a moment at the very end of the movie that's beautiful. You already mentioned the father scene and stuff like that. There's right. some stuff that that's that's amazing about it. But again, best movie of the year. No, not, it's not for me. I don't think I don't think so either. Yeah. I, uh, okay. Uh, next one is the darkest hour. Darkest hour. I think in did I even review this? I watched this, but I don't. I don't think I wrote the review yet. <laughs> yeah. But uh, it's pretty much a showcase for Gary Oldman. Yeah. It's pretty much a showcase for Gary Oldman. It's his Aaron Brockovich. Yeah, yeah, sure. It's his yeah. Aaron Brockovich. The, the movie's fine. I mean, um, Joe. Joe Wright. Joe Wright. Joe Wright has some his clever camera angles, mm-hmm. a very stylized, a visual look. Very pretty movie to look at. Um, Technically, but the story is fine. You know, it's it's fine. But uh, Gary Oldman definitely carries the movie. I have no comment because I haven't seen it. So. Yeah, okay, yeah, you haven't seen yeah. it. I just know if you want me to critique Joe Wright, though, he hasn't directed a good movie in a while. Yeah, all I gotta say, yeah, he all- just directed the worst, uh, uh, the worst uh, Black Mirror episode. So I'm not the biggest Joe Wright fan now. <laughs> he, his his movie, which, which, which was the, his Black Mirror episode? It's the one with uh, Bryce Dallas Howard. Oh, uh, that one. It's the right. Twitter. That Facebook was his. One. Yeah, that was. It his. didn't feel like a Joe Wright movie. I know it's very tragic. I know, huh. but I will say this: so Joe Wright directed one of the best movies ever, Atonement, and it's been downhill ever since. Yeah. Go well, ahead. I mean, his style is still pretty good. I think. His sure. visual style is still pretty good. Again, no, I can't, I can't comment. Even it. in the in the Black Mirror episode, his visual style was still pretty good. Sure. You know, but the movie itself was fine. It was fine. It wasn't horrible. It wasn't bad. Uh, best picture of the year? No, I don't think so. It's yeah. it's definitely a Gary Oldman showcase, and he definitely deserves the the attention. But as a best picture nominee, 
uh, it pretty much just counts as the the other movie that revolves around Dunkirk. Yeah. <laughs> and then okay, so what other movie hasn't didn't get the best director nod? Uh, the Post. Okay, we did an episode on spoilers, please, okay. for the Post. So feel free to listen to that uh, review. But just like quick thoughts. I, know I, I, I like the fact that it's nominated. I hope I I think it's really underappreciated. I hope I hope in the years to come people will find the post and stuff like that. You know how uh, Catch Me uh, what was the other spiel? Catch, catch me while you can. Catch me if you can. can. Catch, catch me if you can. Catch me if you can. <laughs> it, it's kind of grown in stature over the years, and I I think the post will be like that. I think it'll be like that for a Spielberg. You know, Wait, think, what do you mean a grown in stature? I think most people thought it was okay when it came out. I think, and now I think most people think it's one of uh, Spielberg's better movies. Really? And I think the post is. is I thought Catch Me if you can trick. is a good movie. I didn't think it was just okay. I thought it was a good movie. I didn't think it was a great movie, but I, it was a good movie. I think now most people think it's a great. Not really. I, I'm of the, that opinion. I thought it was okay when it came out, but now looking back, I've seen it a couple times over the years. It's I think it's a great Spielberg movie. It's a it's a really really great movie and stuff. Oh, and I think okay. the the post will have the same trajectory. If you get a chance, people go back and watch uh, Catch Me If You Can. Yeah, and then watch the post. Yeah, yeah. Listen, okay. like I said, listen to our episode on Spurs, please, for the post to get our full reaction. But yeah, Steven Spielberg didn't get a best directing nod. Uh, because, like Jamming said, I think he, his work here was just completely underappreciated. Yeah. Uh, it's, I mean, he did this movie like within like literally less than a year's worth yeah. of work. He read the script, he shot it, he edited it, he was promoting it all within a one calendar year. That's pretty. But then I guess the argument there too is that the movie is more or less kind of like a Broadway play. So how much more can you really direct? But he directed the crap out of it. If you watch that, the camera work and all that stuff, it's it's next level stuff. It's like I don't know. Honestly, I don't know how many of the best. Uh, the people that are dominated for best director could could have taken the post script and made as good as a movie as Spielberg did. You know what I mean? But also that kind of works in reverse too. It's not like I think Spielberg could make Lady Bird or anything like that. You know what I mean? But, oh, I think he could. Yeah, but you see, uh, if Lady Bird was younger, yeah, <laughs> and Jewish and a guy. But anyway, <laughs> but you know what I'm saying. You kind of get what I'm saying though. I, I'm just saying it's it's underappreciated. He directed the crap out of it. If you look at the, just the camera work, it's amazing stuff. It's it's a good. It's a really fantastic movie. Anyway, right, and then, and then there's got three billboards outside Ebbing, Missouri. Makana, um, uh, what's his first name? Uh, something, something Irish. Makana. Yeah. Something Makana. So, something, something Did not Irish get the bit. best director, which is like surprising because there's a lot of momentum for this movie, three billboards. I think it's momentum for the acting, not the movie itself. I think the movie's, I think there's going to be a little bit of a backlash. Well, like, no, the thing about Three Billboards is uh, it is, this, I would say, I saw the movie, Jamming did not. Mm-hmm. Uh, this is probably, arguably, most likely, the second most divisive movie of 2017, right after Star Wars The Last Jedi. Um, and because and, a lot of people's interpretation, like The Last Jedi, is completely in two different camps with uh, Three Billboards. That's why I wanted to really have Jamming watch it because I really wanted to yeah. talk about that aspect sure. of the movie. Uh, but yeah, it, I think. That's part of it. And another thing, too, is that it is relatively a simply uh, directed movie. Um, but then the argument could be also be said about Lady Bird as well. But yeah, it, it's, a, it's a good, it's a really good movie. It's my second favorite movie of last year, as, as we, as I showed in the, on the uh, Spoilers Please in the blog kind of thing. But uh, yeah, I, I think I might go ahead and do another podcast defending <laughs> Triple Boards because that seems to be the thing now is either you, you post something about why you hated the movie and you post something why you love the movie. And 
I will eventually post something defending the movie yeah. or why I think it's the 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 backlash. Is and for my part of the of the best of the movies I haven't seen for best picture, I'm I will pro- I will tr- make a concerted effort to watch Three Billboards and Phantom Thread. I think those are the yeah. two movies that I haven't seen that I will try and see. I'm not gonna go. I'm not gonna go watch uh, Darkest Hour. Yeah, I mean, out of the out of the the nine nominees, uh, the most interesting in terms of like what you could talk about, uh, Phantom Thread is definitely in that in that regards uh, the i mean the uh, shape of water and definitely three billboards those are the three movies that you definitely have something to say about it oh get out too i'm sorry get out yeah. also um sure. even though on the outside it looks like a simple horror movie type mm-hmm. thing but there's actually a lot of layers in the movie that yeah. you don't really notice mm-hmm. unless you know unless you're part of the you know yeah african americans kind of kind of spot all these things which, which which i am of course i am a black <laughs> man yeah, so those are the movies that did not get a Best Directed nod, so I'm pretty sure you can count them out as possible winners mm-hmm. for uh, Best Picture. So now let's go with the ones that are actually got the Best Directed nod. Uh, we'll start going ahead with Dark Kirk. We did an episode of Dark Kirk, didn't we? Yes. We did. So it's also in supporters, please. Take a listen to that. Uh, but Jaming, what, what can you it's, finalize? Uh, I saw it. I mentioned this before. I saw it a second time. It works better the second time. Uh, the only, it's really technically... Thank you for listening to this preview. Taken from an episode of Extra Stuff, Extra Spoils, which is our Patreon-exclusive podcast. You can listen to the rest of the episode and more by going to our Patreon page at patreon.com slash why. Make a pledge and help defray the cost of producing all the content that is available on whowhatworswhy.com. Your support is always appreciated.